0: You ain't heard nothing till you've heard the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast that knows that failure is not an option. It's a doggy dog world, and he wears milk bone underwear. It's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. It's a wonderful thing to know that you're out there thirsting, thirsting for Medicare knowledge. As my Canadian nephew may have told you, I'm Doug Jones. I'm going to be your Medicare expert for today, and I couldn't be happier to have you with me. This is the podcast that's designed to imbue you with Medicare confidence there are a lot of people who are approaching that encounter with Medicare and they don't really know how to get started and they're not sure that they're going to be able to do it successfully that they are getting advice from people who are really trustworthy Uh, many many things can go wrong and cause trepidation and anxiety but if you were to buy my book Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 is the current edition then you would be able to set your mind at ease after a very short period of reading my book. Because I boil Medicare down to its simplest common denominator, and I believe that most people find it to be exceedingly helpful when they contemplate their encounter with Medicare. If you want to get my book and join the people that are confident about their encounter with Medicare, you may go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com and put in the search window Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. You will find that at Amazon, there are four editions. There's an Audible edition that you can listen to. There is a Kindle edition that you can acquire immediately for a very small price. There is the paperback edition. That's the tried and true workhorse of the, uh, editions, the, the uh, Medicare for the lazy man, uh, uh, compendium. And then finally, if you are of the uh, mind to purchase a, uh, book uh, that will turn into almost a piece of artwork on your bookshelf, you may get the $22 hardcover version. It is a thing to behold. It's beautiful to look at. It has the same wonderful Medicare knowledge on the inside. And when you finish with it, it can be handed down to future generations to assist them with their Medicare quest for knowledge. So whichever of these editions you purchase, you're going to have excellent Medicare introductory knowledge that's going to turn you into an expert uh, so that when you're hanging around the water cooler, you may be able to pontificate with the best of them about what to do about Medicare. And you'll find my information, my contact information within the book that will allow you to Uh, request a quote or to ask me any kind of personalized questions and i'll do my best to help you out never a fee for my services only uh, the insurance companies pay me and they only pay me if you decide to purchase one of the insurance products that i recommend so come on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and buy medicare for the lazy man 2023 speaking of lazy men I'm uh, right now greeted by Randy Carson, who is the uh, laziest of the successful uh, entrepreneurs that is uh, a podcast engineer, or maybe the most energetic of the unsuccessful. No, he's successful. So he would be, I would think uh, fit right in with the lazy man. uh, 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 Modus operandi that we try to espouse here, Randy. It's a pleasure to see you again today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thank you. As always, it's clear. I, i enjoy being seen Mm -hmm. so anyway long story short is guess what i've got cooked up for you again is it
0: something that's going to make me look incredibly stupid (laughs) no i
1: don't Uh, think so
0: well we'll see i i I don't play the guessing games well i wind up speculating and then i wind (laughs) up in left field so let's You're, uh, you're
1: actually a lot closer you're a lot closer than I ever think you're going to be. But yeah, we've got another we've got another episode of Stump the Insurance Expert. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh,
1: boy. And the ones that we are using for the time being are based on stupid laws on the books in various states of the union. And I missed a state on the way in. So I'm going to go back and pick it up. And I'm going to tell you what state it is. And I'm going to let you guess. I'm going to give you a few other little tiny hints around okay. the topic. I, I need Alabama, hints. Alabama. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. It's against the law in Alabama to dress up as something. Oh. And I would like you to tell me, if that's the case, what is it they are not allowed to dress up as? Okay. And it's And it's actually in effect year-round it's not just something for halloween example it's right. absolutely illegal year-round to dress up like this in alabama
0: well now i've got to think back to some of the other laws that we've uh, we've encountered uh it's illegal in alaska to wake a sleeping bear in order to have a selfie you know take a photograph with
1: it is with
0: It's illegal to uh, let your donkey sleep in a bathtub in Arizona.
1: It is.
0: It's illegal to uh, go noodling in Kansas. You cannot catch catfish by hand in Kansas. It is. That's probably because they resent their Oklahoma neighbors for having all the noodling fun. But so in Alabama, I have to hearken back to the history uh, of the state and I have to Speculate. Now I know that the Ku Klux Klan was originally formed in in uh, Tennessee, Pulaski County, Tennessee. I know that because I got a speeding ticket there. So for some reason, uh, getting a speeding ticket in Pulaski County, Tennessee, made me an expert in Pulaski County history. I don't know how that happened. But um, so I'm going to speculate that in Alabama, it's illegal to dress as Casper the Friendly Ghost, not just at Halloween or any time. That's my guess.
1: Well, you know, I'm going to have I'm going to have to give you partial credit, but um, it's not close enough to get full credit, but oh, in Alabama, it. year-round, it's going to get you a fine if you dress up as any form of clergy. Oh, really? Uh, you can't dress up as a priest, a nun, a rabbi, or any other member of the clergy. It's illegal. Now, now if you want to recover some of your, you know, your money that you're uh-huh. trying for here. Yep, yep. You're going to get fined if you get convicted of it. How much is the fine?
0: I would venture to guess in the neighborhood of
1: $22.
0: 500 $500. Holy moly. That is a you, lot of money.
1: And if you can't cough up the 500 you can choose to spend your time in the county jail up to a year. Okay,
0: I'm going to say that that's something that you would expect a $500 fine to have been imposed more recently, you know, because we're in the throes of, uh, of uh, massive economic um, inflation right now. I would have expected a fine that was smaller, but probably more painful to people that were, you know, living back around the turn of the century or something. I'm shocked at $500. Now, would I want to dress up like a clergyman? Yes, I would. And why is that? Because I would like to get people to confess things to me, but <laughs> not for
1: $500. Remember, you remember that uh, on Saturday Night Live, Father Guido Sarducci? Yes,
0: I do. Yes, I do.
1: Every every time I think of that, that's who I think of. But anyway, long story short is I'm not dressing up because I don't want to lose 500 bucks, and no, I'm uh,
0: going to stay out you, of Alabama.
1: You know what it should be? What's that? Should be $500 fine for dressing up as a Medicare what guy or gal? Oh, Medicare
0: Advantage uh, That's uh, right. salesman. That's right.
1: Yeah, well. If if you're on the street selling Metacrap, you don't want to do that.
0: No, not at all. In fact, you want to run like heck if you see somebody dressed like a Metacrap salesperson. Good advice. Good advice. Hey, speaking of advice, I have uh, things that people have written in. Sometimes they're questions, sometimes they're comments, sometimes they're compliments. And I love when uh, people tell me that my book helped them out, helped them through the Medicare morass. So why don't we do a couple of those today? We'll start out with that and, and see how it goes. First one up, first one on the top of the pile is our buddy Steve, who lives in Texas. <clears throat> Steve says, I came across a YouTube vid. He's a you know hipster, so he talks in code i came across a youtube video about medicare this guy seemed to know something he was steering people against medicare advantage well good for him he talked about plan n plan g and high deductible plan g he said that you could go on medicare advantage for one year and be able to switch to a medicare supplement without any underwriting questions and this can only happen one time is this true is it only true if you do this when you first sign up for Medicare or any down the road? And I wrote a, a quick response to Steve because I wanted to get this into our pile of uh, subjects for today. And I said, true. But I believe that his other question has uh, some, some validity to it. I believe that almost any time you can be on Medicare supplement for years. You can switch because you were misled. You can switch to a Medicare Advantage plan. And if you switch back to a Medicare supplement within a year, you will have the opportunity to do that without any underwriting questions. Now, um, this is only available once in your lifetime. I don't know how they police that, but the important point to remember is that You can make a mistake and you can find redemption in the system. I tell people to be very cautious because if you accidentally um, sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan and go longer than a year, you're not going to have the right to go back to Medicare supplement without medical underwriting. And if you've acquired some kind of disease during the course of time that you've been in the Medicare Advantage plan, you're going to be turned down. They will not allow you to uh, return to Medicare supplement in most states. There are are a couple of states where uh, they have more stringent laws, but I don't envy the people living there because insurance is so much more expensive in those states. But anyway, it's something that uh, Steve called to my attention that I think is very worthwhile. If you go into a Medicare Advantage plan, you can stay in it for one year and one year only or less than a year And you can still get a Medicare supplement without having to fill out health questions. Here is a gentleman named Jack, and he was a uh, guy who uh, takes some uh, prescription medication and his wife takes some prescription medication. And so like I do every year with many of my clients, including uh, the audience of Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, I taught Jack how to use the uh, government database in order to find the least costly drug plan for him and for his wife. And he is one of these people who thought, oh, God, this is not going to be good. I don't want, why can't somebody else do it for me? And uh, when he tried it himself, he found it to be kind of fascinating and he actually started to enjoy the process. So he sent me a little report uh, recently. He said, Hi, Douglas. Happy open enrollment period. I'm sure that this time of year can be a little crazy for you. And boy, is he right. I am struggling to catch up with the people that have asked me for Medicare uh, supplement quotes. I am struggling to do that. And it's the demand for my services is so intense that I'm falling farther and farther behind. So please be patient, people. I'm doing my best. Anyway, thanks so much for your help getting uh, Karen set up with medicare she's picked up some prescriptions with no problem so all is working well for her thanks to you she signed up for a cigna prescription plan that had high premiums seventy dollars a month and low cost for her migraine drug only forty five dollars which was great However, next year, it looks like the best option for her, this would be 2024, the next, the best option for her will be another Cigna plan that has low premiums, not sure, but around $20 to $30, but higher costs per month. It will basically end up costing nearly the same. <clears throat> now, he learned this from going to Medicare.gov and putting in his, um, um, let's say, oh, I know what it is, it's Medicare.gov slash Plan-Compare. And when you get there, you put in your zip code. You indicate that you want a Part D drug plan. You indicate that you're not taking any sort of welfare or uh, special assistance with the cost of your insurance products. And then you indicate that you want to learn the cost of the drugs. Uh, Then you put in your drugs one by one. You indicate what drug you take. You might take 10 or 20 different drugs. That's okay. Put them in one at a time. It'll ask you to uh, select the dosage and the frequency that you have that prescription filled. And uh, then you indicate which pharmacies you prefer to, to deal with. When you have selected the pharmacies that you want to deal with, you hit the button and up pop the three cheapest drug plans. There are probably 20 to 25 drug plans in almost every area of the U.S., but it'll show you the three least expensive drug plans. Plans, And when I say least expensive, that means least expensive out-of-pocket cost to you, the insured person. <clears throat> so that cost would include the monthly premium of the plan plus the projected co-pays for the drugs that you take. At the pharmacies where you expect to fill those prescriptions and always available is the mail order option. If you s- select the mail order as one of your uh, pharmacy options, <clears throat> then it will calculate what the cost to you is going to be if you use that plans mail order option. So anyway, I. Um, Jack says, my situation is somewhat different. I've been on a clear spring plan this year. Next year's cheapest plan is a Mutual of Omaha plan. However, the second cheapest is also Cigna. And if I get my most expensive drug at CVS and my other two prescriptions at either Walgreens or Walmart, uh, that'll be free for those prescriptions, then it will cost me even less. I plan to try doing this in 2024 to see how it works out. And uh, I think uh, that's going to be fun for him to uh, figure this out. So bottom line, we'll both be changing our part D plans and we'll end up with Cigna for each of us. I hope that is all as well with you. Thanks for all your help, Jack. So it was really good to hear that my instruction allowed Jack to carefully pick out the best plan for him. And the best plan for his wife. And uh, I have a lot of confidence that it's going to work out perfectly for him. Um, Okay, here's a message that somebody left on the website. They went to the website. Instead of filling out the questionnaire wherein one would ask for quotes and they would give their dates of birth and some information like that, this person um, went to the chat and she put in a chat uh, question which then eventually was emailed to me. And her question is, hi, Doug. That's not her question. Her her uh, uh, message starts out, hi, Doug. I loved your book. I was recommended to it by a friend who read it or who needs it, but wasn't seeing a 2024 edition. Have you stopped publishing the books? If so, what's the best way for my friend to benefit from your expertise? Thank you. Um, and I said, well, thanks for those kind words about my book and for recommending it. I will publish the next edition, the 2024 edition as soon as possible. But right now I am swamped with correspondence from people asking for help. So it may be a little while. The 2023 edition has all of the important elements. So I would suggest that as an excellent substitute. Thanks again. And then she wrote me back and said, oh boy, that's good to hear. I will direct my friend to the 2023 edition uh, with more confidence than I would have thought. So um, that was a kind of a refreshing message to have. And now we have a doctor. This woman is a doctor and she says, my name is Logan. I loved your book, Medicare for the lazy man. I have a question and I can't find the answer in Dr. Google. It's funny how all the doctors talk about Dr. Google. <clears throat> Most of them really hate Dr. Google. If you go to the doctor and uh, ask for a diagnosis, then uh, you probably already have Googled your symptoms and have a theory that Dr. Google presented, and mm, doctors don't really like that at all. So they talk derisively about Dr. Google. <clears throat> but anyway, Logan says, my husband retired after 42 years at his government agency, so we both have federal Blue Cross Blue Shield. For life, I just turned 66 and a half, so I signed up for my Social Security and I got Medicare Part A. I'm trying to figure out if I need or would benefit from a Medigap or Medicare Supplement policy since I have two forms of insurance. We're moving in two weeks from Florida to Vermont to start our own franchise of American Family Care Urgent Care. She said, I'm a doc. So we're not looking at retiring anytime soon. It sounds like Medigap policies are state by state, so I should probably wait until I get to Vermont. When we're there, though, we would love to take you up on your offer to use you as our agent. Many thanks. And uh, she gave her name, Logan, MD. And so I responded to Logan. I said, hello, doctor. Thanks for the very kind words about my book. It would be my pleasure to assist you anytime the opportunity arises. I said, I can't speak with any authority about the medical insurance the government has provided you, but I can clear up a couple of things about Medigap or Medicare supplement plans. They are administered to a large extent by the states in which they are issued. But once you have purchased one, it is going to be good anywhere in the U.S. and possessions. Furthermore, it can never be terminated Without your consent, unless you fail to pay the premium when due. Now, the other factor in this discussion is one that can uh, is that one cannot obtain a Medicare supplement plan without having both parts A and B of Medicare in place. And remember, she said that she already had Medicare Part A and she wasn't uh, really that excited about getting Part B because there's a monthly premium involved in Part B and she already has the government life or government insurance for the rest of her life so i said if you intend to retain the blue cross blue shield coverage then you likely will not want or need part b of medicare so buying a plan to supplement medicare would be out of the question and then i said i wish you luck in your new venture and i stand ready to offer my opinion anytime you think it might be helpful So she said, hello, Doug. Many thanks for your insights. That was all I needed to know. I really appreciate your help. I will pass your book along to those of my cohort floundering through these muddy waters. My older sister told me she spent nearly a year trying to figure out her best bet, but against my advice, she ended up getting some Medicare Advantage program. For years, I've queried case managers for my hospitalized patients, and they've unanimously recommended original medicare rather than medicare advantage people get pulled in by the bells and whistles of medicare advantage but when they need something large it isn't paid for and then somehow her message oh here she goes uh it was discombobulated here but for years i've thought of health insurance as an obvious case of conflict of interest As it exists, if one's business is how you make money, the business of health insurance is denying claims. The middleman is given funds and told to keep what he doesn't spend. Hence, are disastrously, disastrously expensive, and then it stopped. I think maybe she got all worked up, and uh, oh, and then it in a separate message, it's continued our disastrously expensive health care system. Now, with Medicare Advantage programs, middlemen are being given a patient's share of Medicare funds and told to keep what they don't spend. It's intuitively a bad deal for patients, but I couldn't even explain it to my sister. I wish I had found your book when she needed it. At any rate, much appreciation for what you're trying to do. Myself, I was hoping COVID would crash the system enough to force a single payer system on the US. Ooh, ouch. This is where the doctor and I part company. <clears throat> I do not wish a single payer system on anyone, including the Canadians that are forced to live with a single payer system. And I've got relatives in Canada. I know what a screwed up mess uh, the Canadian system is. Uh, so anyway, she was hoping for that for the U.S., and I, I think that's probably not what we want to see, doctor. Until then, we all deal with enormous bureaucracy. This is our health insurance industry. Thanks for all you do. Best regards, uh, Logan. So that was kind of a nice message until she got to that single-payer part. I, that gave me the heebie-jeebies. And finally, one last short article, and this is from AMAC the association of mature american citizens i like these guys they're the conservative version of arp i don't like arp because they insist upon dealing with medicare uh, or de- buying They market medicare products from a company i'm not real happy with and the um, other thing is that they're uh, they're kind of a little on the opposite side of the political spectrum from me yeah uh, so <clears throat> This question came to AMAC from someone, from Susan in Sarasota, Florida. She said, Dear AMAC, I have Plan F, but my friend has been telling me to check out the Plan G because her premium is much lower than mine. I would consider Plan G if I could save some money. Can you tell me what the difference is between Plan F and Plan G? And I don't think we talk about this too much. Um, I, I could do it off the top of my head, but since AMAC put it on paper and put it in front of me. I'm going to read the AMAC answer. It says, hello, Susan. Plan F has long been a popular choice among Medicare beneficiaries since it pays all of your Medicare-approved out-of-pocket expenses. Therefore, many people are apprehensive about leaving their Plan F because the coverage is so robust. Although it is the most comprehensive option for those who can get on Plan F, there is another plan letter that you can, uh, should consider that's plan g now did you know there is only one difference between plan f and plan g it's true plan f covers your part b deductible which is 240 dollars next year 2024 and plan g does not so if you are comfortable paying copays pays until you reach the part b deductible you could be in for a boatload of savings by switching to plan g not to worry, you will still be able to see any provider in the U.S. and its territories who accepts Original Medicare, and every other service covered by Plan F will be covered by Plan G, uh, except for that Part B deductible of $240 per year. In most areas, Plan G is the most cost is much more cost effective than Plan F, even when you include the deductible in your calculations, making this decision a no-brainer for you. So. The, um uh, let's see, oh, it also mentions that plans F and G <clears throat> offer a high deductible version in some states. With this option, you must pay for Medicare-covered costs or coinsurance uh, up to the deductible amount. They call it a deductible, but in reality, you're just paying the 20% coinsurance that Medicare imposes after that Part B deductible. Uh, and then you will pay out a certain amount Uh, But there is a limit, and your plan then goes to 100%, just like Plan G. So I always recommend that people consider the high-deductible version, and it's really misnamed. It's not a high-deductible at all. It just imposes some coinsurance on you for some of the expenses that you have. And if you have a major bad year of high medical expenses, there is a limit at which your plan turns into a 100% plan. So your losses are actually limited. So the last couple of paragraphs in this article are overall if you've had plan F for some time and you find the premiums are getting out of hand, you may want to consider plan G. You would still have access to any doctor that accepts original Medicare and all the other great benefits you already enjoy, but at a lower monthly premium cost. So that's the uh that's the deal with plan f it's often way more expensive than anybody ever expected it to be and that is because the government is not allowing younger healthier people to purchase plan f therefore the people covered by plan f are getting older sicker and they're using up more of the resources and these companies have to keep increasing the premiums so that's uh, that's the story consider plan G or consider high deductible plan G contact me. If you'd like to consider getting out of your expensive, even your expensive plan G, I have saved some people a lot of money by switching them to the high deductible plan, very little extra risk, limited risk, and uh very, uh, in, enjoyable premium savings. So give me a call. If you would like to uh, consider changing from your high expensive plan to uh much more streamlined plan and i am uh, just about ready to streamline myself out of here randy any thoughts on our our uh, content today
1: i always enjoy it the other thing that keeps popping into my head though is you know me yes i do i'm a plan in guy so i i always think about plan in and how that blends into these discussions You
0: know, if somebody calls me and says, I want plan N, I will not argue with them. I will say plan N is a perfectly good Medicare supplement plan. Go forth and uh, be fruitful and multiply.
1: Or or not. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) So anyway, we've used up our time, Doug. I don't know how that happened. Oh, God.
0: Well, it it happened with me yakking away uncontrollably, like always.
1: We used up 75 cents worth of airtime just like it didn't exist. Yeah, (laughs) hard to believe, huh? So anyway, there's a couple three, oh, three, four, five. uh, Yeah, there's a few items that I always like to touch on before we land the plane because Doug likes to hear from you folks. And if he doesn't, he's not happy. Okay, so grab a pencil. You can reach him any time of the day or night at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. Got a lot of cool things going on there. We would also appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a couple reviews it's all about the numbers. You can review the books. You can review the podcast. You can review just about anything that we produce. And we would certainly appreciate it. So help us out if you can find the time to do it. Last but certainly not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been a hundred different places and you chose to spend some a few valuable minutes with Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And if you didn't keep track you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's camped out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, in his fortress of solitude. And I clocked him in today. I, You know, ultimately, I try to catch him down below the point he needs oxygen. But today, I couldn't do it. He's up at 14,750 feet.
0: I'm a victim of circumstance, but I am also a happy camper when you come and join us for our next Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Bye-bye.